That's right. We're knocking on the door of another weekend already. And that means, of course, time for another edition of the Speaking For Him podcast. I'm Adam McNutt alongside the host of the program, Mr. Andrew Gamison. Hello, Adam. It's great to be with you on this Friday. And I'm very excited um, for our in-studio guest today. Um, we are privileged to welcome Timothy Van Bruggen, um, who is the new uh, executive director of Master Arts Theater coming in to assist Pris and the rest of the Master Arts Board in bringing uh, Master Arts into the future. So we're really looking forward to talking with him in just a moment. But first, um, you have a quote for us. I do, and this comes from Philippians 4, verses 6 through 7. Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth, passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And I actually uh, chose this verse because of part of uh, Tim's story, which he'll get into in a few moments, when he talked about always wanting to work in Christian theater and potentially being able to open a Christian theater. And I, I thought about how often we have dreams, and then we go through periods where we don't see that it's going to come alive and kind of a death of a dream, and then God brings it back around. That's kind of how I feel about this podcast and being able to work in a radio studio, because I always wanted to do radio from the time I was seven, you know, with the Fisher-Price tape recorder and, <laughs> and the dumb stories, which I hope are all destroyed. Uh, but anyway, um, so here we are, um, and God brought me back around and is allowing me to do this and some other radio projects. So I'm very excited that he does that, and he definitely did that in the case of our guest today. So um, with that, welcome to the show, Tim. Hi, guys. It's glad to be here. All right. Well, um, let's start out. Um, one of the things we do here on the Speaking for Him podcast especially is we like to encourage people in their Christian walk. So if you could tell me a little bit about your Christian testimony and how you came to know the Lord in a personal way. Sure, absolutely. Um I actually grew up in Holland, uh, was raised in a Christian home, uh, but like so many, I went off to college right there in town at Hope and kind of lost my way for a little bit. Um, but following the death of my dad, I was really kind of searching for meaning in my life and met my wife while doing theater, and she brought me back to church, and it was there that uh, just a couple of events happened that really made me hunger for the Word of God again, and uh, so I really delved back into the Bible, finding out that you know a lot of the things that I had grown up with and just kind of assumed were true, um, God really had laid out in His Word, and that really made me hungry to the point where I rededicated my life to the Lord, and it's been a fantastic adventure ever since that. Well, and it is so good that God is patient with us. I know in my own story. I came to know the Lord when I was about five years old, and I know it was real, but um, but I was in a situation where I, I knew where my permanent destination would be, but my temporary destination, I was mad at God about. Mm. I was like, if, if you hadn't put me in this wheelchair, then I could do so much for you. And it took nine years of God patiently waiting for me to finally come to the realization that he didn't need to change the chair, he just needed to change my heart. And once he did, he opened up many doors to serve him. And that's what speaking for him was born out of is just my desire to serve him and his church. And he proved to me and he proves to me every day that 
He doesn't have to take me out of the chair to do that. He's doing it just fine now. That's great. So, so I definitely resonate with that and how, how easy it can be to pull away. So we're here talking about, um, you coming to master arts theater and I feature, um, interviews with people about the shows and I think it's very important, but for some people that maybe they listen, maybe they're listening and they don't really get into theater that much. And maybe they don't even think it's that Christian. What would you say? How, why would you say it's important for Christians to care about the arts? Well, I think first of all, we need to remember that our God is a creative God and that the arts, if you, if you really read the scriptures, you'll find the arts are all the way through it. You're going to see music. You're going to see poetry. You're going to see dance. Um, and you're going to see theater. Uh, when you look at Ezekiel, the prophet, he acted out the prophecies that God gave him all the time. Um, so in, in some ways you could say he was one of the first Christian actors. But also there's a long history of theater in the church from uh, the station plays in the medieval times to the passion plays. Um, and Christ himself spoke in stories, in parables, and I think we can use the medium of theater to tell the kind of stories that reflect the truth of life and the truth of gospel that God gives us. And we can do it in a creative way that gets us a little closer to the creative heart of God as well. All right. Um, well, uh, for those who don't know, um, Tim and his wife recently relocated from Tampa, Florida, one would wonder why you would come from Florida <laughs> to Michigan. You got out. <laughs> you escaped. We'll get into that a little bit more as we go on, but could you tell us a little bit about your family? Sure. Uh, I'm married to a wonderful uh, woman, Elena, and we met doing theater in Holland, um, and it just stuck. Uh, we actually met doing Fiddler on the Roof. The couple that gets married in Fiddler on the Roof is the couple that we were, and we Got married 28 times on stage and figured, hey, we got that much practice. We might as well make it the real deal. <laughs> well, uh, my my brother Matthew has a similar story. He and his wife played uh, Ma and Pa Ingalls in Master Arts, Little House uh, on the Prairie, in 2005. And a year later, they got married. There you go. So, so watch happens. out if you get cast as a husband and wife, <laughs> you know, in the show. There's, there's other couples at Master Arts as well that met through the theater, so... So my dad sometimes jokes that it should be called eHarmony Theater. <laughs> but, uh, but that's just a really neat sidebar. And I will say that that's one of my favorite parts about being involved at Master Arts and, and in theater is the friends that I made along the way. And a lot of them are lifelong friends. So it's just so exciting. Absolutely. Um, so you, you alluded to it a little bit, but could you um, elaborate a little bit more on your background in theater? Sure. Um, I went to Hope College for theater. I studied theater and business administration. Um, before we moved to Florida, I was very involved in Holland Civic Theater and served as their vice president for many years. Um, when I started in ministry, I actually was first a worship pastor at Holland First Assembly of God, and I started a drama team there. And uh, we did several shows, and I started a, a skit ministry where they do uh, like illustrated sermons to go along with them. Uh, and I've kind of taken theater everywhere I've, I've gone. I've been a worship pastor now for almost 20 years, but every church that I went to serve, I kind of 
by default, I brought theater along with me. So we do Christmas shows and Easter shows, and I would do illustrated sermons. So I've been, um, and everywhere I went, I also tried to find a local theater that I could contribute to and be a part of. So I've been active in theater um, almost as long as I've been a worship pastor, but I've primarily been a worship pastor for the last 20 years, and this is kind of bringing me back to my first love. Well, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned try, you know, looking to plug into a theater. Folks, If in, in case you haven't lived here for very long or you live under a rock or something, it's, it's interesting to note West Michigan is a hotbed for community theater. There's more, the, more community theaters here than I could possibly go to, you know, regularly to keep up. <laughs> yeah. You know, mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot of them. And, but I'm thrilled that we have Master Arts. Because even with all those, it meets a need that the other theaters don't in that we're able to practice our passion for the arts and meet people that love the Lord as much as we do. And that's that's just a really exciting thing. Absolutely. Adam, you're sitting over there absorbing, th- thinking, listening. So do you have any thoughts for us or um, questions for our guests? I do, Tim. Uh, is your house in Florida still for sale? well i'm partially kidding uh i'm curious so what was that draw to theater what was what was that thing that you feel like god really putting in your heart to be like all right this is something i'm really interested in and i have found this love for it well let me tell you when i was in high school my sister kind of forced me into theater and i thought there's no way i'm gonna like this but um she kind of forced me to try out and the moment I took the stage and saw how the audience was affected by what was happening on stage, I immediately fell in love with the performance part of it. Um, and the interesting thing is, you know, that's what I went to school for. That's what I studied for. Um, but then once I rededicated my life to the Lord, he actually told me to kind of step away and sacrifice theater for a while. So there was about two years where I didn't do any theater at all. And God really used that time to kind of change my heart because I was, to be honest, I was putting the arts ahead of him. Mm. And he really made me set that aside. But then after that two-year period, he kind of birthed a script in my heart, a story that I really wanted to tell. And the only way to tell it was to do it through theater. And that was a wonderful experience. I got to uh, partner with a wonderful mentor, Stuart Jones, and we wrote a musical together. And I have to say that the process of, since uh, the process of writing that musical was so bathed in prayer and founded on scripture and a, and a godly story that it really changed how I approach theater. I approach it now, I, I still get a thrill, that performance thrill out of it, but I, I approach it now as we have an opportunity to share truth in an arena where everyone is welcome. Um, unfortunately, in our culture, there are a lot of people who would never darken the door of a church, but they would come to a show at a theater. And I think we at Master Arts have an opportunity to share the truth of God and the gospel in a way that perhaps a church no longer has because people wouldn't go to a church, but they would come see a show. And I think that 
sharing stories that point to to Jesus and point to our Lord, that is now what drives me. And I'm still fortunate that I get to perform and, and get that sort of enjoyment of the audience that a, a performer gets, but that's really what's driving me now is to be able to share those stories and just see how people can respond and how that can bring them closer to our God and the creativity that he offers. I, I think another important element of that, too, is sometimes when people become Christians, become believers, they think they totally have to give up who they were, you know, mm-hmm. as in total vocation change, total direction change as far as the things they like to do um, because they've committed their lives to Christ. And God may call you to that. Like you said, he called you away from theater for two years. But just to have this realization that God gave you the passion for the arts. Absolutely. God gave you the desires that you have. And so maybe he doesn't want you to totally give it up. Maybe he wants you to use those very same talents for his kingdom. So Yeah, I think it was a matter of just making sure that it was surrendered to him. Because if we're doing things that in our lives that aren't surrendered to him, whether it's creative things or our everyday life, or if that's not surrendered to him, then that's actually driving a wedge in our relationship between us and the Lord. But if we step back, and put the Lord first. What does the Bible say? Seek first the kingdom of God, and then he will add all these things unto it. If I, When I took my theater, my passion for theater, and surrendered it to him, he's taken it to places that I would have never imagined. So and, I think you're absolutely right there, Andrew. Yes, and th- that's an excellent segue into my next question, which is could you give us a little bit of an overview of how you happened to get the job at Master Well, it was really interesting because, um, as I said, I was uh, a worship pastor, but worship pastors don't often uh, make enough money to live on. So the last 10 years, I've kind of been a tent maker like Paul and worked in, in business administration and then been a worship pastor part-time. And my secular job was coming to an end. Uh, the gentleman I worked for was closing down his business And my senior pastor that I worked for had really encouraged me to look for a full-time ministry position. So I spent about a year looking at different worship positions. And then uh, one of my friends up here in Michigan said that Master Arts was looking for a new executive director. And I said, really? Um, That is something that I cannot turn away from uh, because it had been my dream to be working as a a Christian theater artist. Um, So I sent in my resume. Uh, I found out very shortly that they were kind of at the end of their interview process. So I was a little worried. Yeah. Um, So I came in at the tail end, uh, and it was kind of a whirlwind from the moment I mailed my resume, which I think was April of last year, um, had three or four video interviews with the board of directors, uh, they brought me up in October, and at that point, they made me the offer. So it's been kind of a whirlwind. Um, even like a year ago, this was not even my, in my imagination. Wow. And what a God thing, too, to find out that you were kind of at the tail end of the interview process, and, and still you were the one that God had for them. What an exciting story. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, well, as you go about your job at Master Arts, or maybe just to, um in life in general, do you have a favorite Bible verse that reminds you of what you're about? You know, there's so many. Um, 
a lot of that depends off on the season that I'm in. Uh, there have been times when I've kind of just had to sit on those verses about waiting. Um, a lot of times when I've had difficult periods, I have turned to Psalm 57, which talks about hiding underneath the shadow of his wings. Um, but I think one verse that's kind of stuck with me for a long time comes out of Second Corinthians chapter 3. And um, the verse before it is the one that says, uh, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. But the one that I like is the one that comes after that. And it says, let me see if I can remember it. Um, it says, and we who have had the veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. And to me, I think that's the perfect verse that defines my walk with the Lord because uh, I constantly want to be seeking him and, and looking to him and seeking the direction that he would lead me in. And we are supposed to be mirrors. and We should be reflecting who Jesus is to the people around us. And the better mirror that I can be, the more of Jesus that other people are going to see. And the more that they see him in, the, in that reflection, the more I become like him. And I think that's our ultimate goal as we walk with Jesus is to be seen more and more like he is. Well, by the time we post this episode, we may very well already be into um, the spring show for Master Arts, which is The Beams Are Creaking. Um, um, so that that probably wouldn't fall under this next category. But other than that, and maybe more of a long-term view of things, is there anything that you can hint at that might be next for Master Arts as you sure. settle in? <laughs> um, well, I definitely want to... You know, say if Beams or Creaking is still going on, you definitely want to see this show. Um, there's a lot of people talking about it already. It's the story of Frederick Bonhoeffer um, and his resistance to the Nazis. So it's going to be a very, very powerful show. And then we're ending the season with Sherlock Holmes. So that one's going to be great. Um, we are going to be announcing our next season probably uh, the last week of February. So you'll find out what we're going to be doing next year. But in the long run, um, those of you who are familiar with Master Arts, you're going to want to keep your eyes peeled for our newsletters because we're going to be doing some surveying uh, of our patrons and our actors and our directors, people who come to Master Arts, about our building because um, we've really outgrown our building. Uh, if you ever walk come to Master Arts, we're not in a big space, and if you've ever been an actor at Master Arts, we have costumes everywhere. It's very cramped. Oh, I, I can't, I can't, I still can't believe that we did as well as we did for Sound and Music a few years ago when I assistant directed that show because the children alone had seven <laughs> wardrobe changes. Oh. Seven wardrobe changes in that basement and just watching all the chaos and every nun was assigned to one of the children to change their clothes <laughs> so that they could meet all their cues. So if that gives you an idea of what we're talking about, you know, it's just, it's crazy. It's a good crazy, but it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> So we're looking to uh, to either build or uh, find a building that can help us grow or build on the site that we're at. And we're going to be finding out what our patrons like about that over the next year. And we're really hoping to start a capital campaign probably a year or two from now and grow the theater to some place where we can do a little bit more and have a little bit more space for productions like that. 
Well, it's definitely been life-changing for me. Uh, like I said, I have extended family because of it, and uh, definitely friends that are like family that will hopefully be friends for the rest of my life. So I'm very grateful for Master Arts. I hope to be involved um, in the long term. Uh, as of this recording, it hasn't happened yet, but I'm looking forward to being a part of the director's class that's coming. Yeah. And uh, so I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. And hoping to direct shows at Master Arts in the future because that will open up a lot more horizons for me in the theater world since there are limited amounts of roles for good-looking guys on four wheels. <laughs> <laughs> we'll so, find some for you, though. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm still looking for a script for Rear Window. So if you find one, I'll, I'll definitely be on the come lookout. out for that one. And also, while we're on the subject of dream roles, I also would like to play FDR and Annie. So if... if Ah. You have any say in the play selection, I would definitely appreciate it if they picked that one. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> so anyway, it's been great to visit with you, Tim. I'm excited to get to know you better through the coming months, and uh, welcome to Master Arts. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right. Well, uh, that's what we have for you today. I hope that you've enjoyed this uh, visit with Tim Van Bruggen, Executive Director of Master Arts. I hope that you will share this episode with your friends if you find it informative and entertaining and that you will, as always, keep serving the best of masters. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him, alongside his co-host and executive producer, Adam McNutt. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speaking for him and on Twitter at speaking for him. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review.